You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 44. And I recently saw an article that said AI, artificial intelligence, will soon make formulaic tests like narrative and persuasive writing tests redundant. I also listened to a podcast recently about how we should be teaching skills, not knowledge, in schools today because we have Google. So I thought I would just share my thoughts on these, how I see technology in relation to education, and how this relates to students and schooling, in my opinion, right now. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey, VIPs. I have a bit of a different episode for you today because it's more topical rather than tangible skills and tips and strategies. But stick with me if you are more of an actions and tips kind of person, because I get it. That is me too, because I will include a couple of specific points that I think are important for your teen and their study, given these new advances that we are seeing in technology right now. So the hot topic that seems to be everywhere (laughs) is AI. So artificial intelligence. Now, I am no expert on it. I haven't used it. I couldn't tell you how it works, but I kind of know what it's doing. (laughs) So I'm super open to saying that what I'm going to share on this episode are simply my current thoughts based on what I've been seeing and reading and listening to in the classroom, in the media. I might be totally wrong and I am more than happy to take feedback or criticism on any of this, but I just think it's relevant and I think it's worth discussing. So I'm happy to at least open the discussion in case any of you have been pondering on it as well. So first off, let's consider what AI is. Of course, there are many definitions, but here are a couple that I think keep it clear and also that I feel are most relevant to education. Now, the first definition was actually the fourth one down in the Google results. It was the first one that I sort of scrolled to that I liked, but I was then a tiny bit annoyed and disappointed because I realized once I clicked on it that it was actually from Wikipedia. And of course, we as teachers always tell students not to use Wikipedia as a reliable source. So a little bit annoying, but I'm still going to use it here anyway. It says that AI is intelligence, which in turn is defined as as perceiving, synthesizing, and inferring information that is demonstrated by machines. Then another definition, it was from Tech Target, says it's the simulation of human intelligence processes by machines. So those processes may well be the perceiving, synthesizing, and inferring of information. It says especially computer systems. And then Investopedia wrote that AI refers to the simulation of human intelligence in machines that are programmed to think like humans and mimic their actions. 
This is the part that I kind of latched onto with this one. It says the term may also be applied to any machine that exhibits traits associated with a human mind, such as learning and problem solving. And it went on to say that the goals of artificial intelligence include mimicking human cognitive activity. So in that last one, we've got learning, problem solving and cognitive activity, which I think we'd generally agree are all elements of schooling and education, learning, problem solving and cognitive activity. So here are the most recent things that I just happen to have seen and heard in relation to AI and education in the past probably week to 10 days. Now, I have not been actively researching this. These are just things that I happen to have come across in the last couple of weeks and kind of got me thinking. So firstly, I'm seeing some students in the classroom using free online AI software to produce their work for them. I'm seeing students type in key terms and have a paragraph churned out for them about whatever it is that they are supposed to be writing about. They can choose whether they want it in one sentence, they can choose a paragraph, they can choose a whole page. And in some cases, what is produced is terrible. And in some cases, it's actually not bad. So secondly, on top of that, I saw an article with the headline, formulaic tests should be scrapped in the face of AI and how the NAPLAN writing test is an example of this. So for those of you not in Australia, NAPLAN is the National Assessment Programme of Literacy and Numeracy. It is a collection of tests that students sit in years three, five, seven, and nine. And the writing test is where students have to write a persuasive or a narrative piece of writing in response to an unseen stimulus. And then thirdly, I was listening to a podcast which was actually where the host was interviewing an entrepreneur. So this wasn't an education-based podcast at all. But the entrepreneur was saying that they believe that in light of technology today, schools should be teaching skills rather than knowledge. Because, of course, we can just go look up facts and information, and that means that skills are more important. And seeing and hearing all of these things in a space of about a week or so got me thinking. So given that we've defined what artificial intelligence is, or I've given you my chosen definitions, we should probably also consider what education is or what our current education system kind of really is. So I don't think a simple definition is going to be quite so appropriate here. But just for completeness, I did go look one up. The Oxford Dictionary has two. It says it's the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction. And it also says it's an enlightening experience. And I think personally, it would be pretty awesome if we considered that school education is both of those. I think that's what it's supposed to be, even if it doesn't always feel like it as a student. But I'd like to think that there are at least a few enlightening experiences dotted throughout anyone's formal schooling, as well as, of course, the systematic instruction. And personally, I think that the aim is to prepare students for their future or in particular to have the skills and knowledge and understanding to be able to create a happy and meaningful future for themselves and make a contribution or impact, whatever that looks like for them. Of course, it's going to be different for everyone, but I think that's personally what I aim for, at least in general, in teaching. And I intentionally said just then to help prepare 
students because there are of course many factors at play in young people's lives it is not just school that gives them an education that gives them instruction that provides enlightening experiences it's family community friendships other relationships and interactions it's the media that they consume intentionally or subconsciously it's clubs or teams hobbies all of these things and more influence us our knowledge, our personalities, our skills, our interests, our values. So with regards to AI and technology, what might this mean for our school system and educating teenagers? Now, personally, I don't think teaching knowledge is totally pointless just because we've got Google. And this is coming from a person who you know likes to emphasize the application, the skills part that goes along with that knowledge. And just like I said, these are just my personal thoughts right now based on recent things that I've heard and read. I'm sure someone could share a different perspective or point and I may well think differently because of it. But right now, I don't believe that knowledge is redundant for a couple of reasons. Firstly, if we're thinking of education as setting teens up for a happy, successful, positively contributing future, how are they going to have engaging or interesting conversations with other humans about anything if they've got no personal knowledge of anything? How would they connect with other people or develop relationships, personal or professional, if they didn't have common interests or topics of knowledge where they have the knowledge of them? So do we really want to have to consult Google to be able to discuss anything. Now, for sure, there are some topics that come up in conversation that I do not know anything about, and I have to sort of sit or stand on the sidelines and just take it in. And personally, I just love a pub quiz and a board game. (laughs) And I say that frivolously, but it's also to make the point that there are both serious and fun things involved here, which I think both make up a fulfilling life. So knowledge of a topic can bring benefits or pleasure in many different ways, not just to have a fact to hand when we need to work on something. It can also help make us more interesting. It allows us to learn from each other, express ourselves, be individuals, and enables us to build on our natural talents or dispositions. And secondly, I think the whole point of studying a range of subjects through school, especially early on before we start to take subject options and whittle down the number of subjects that we study, is to expose us to different things that we may not be exposed to just through our family or friends or community. Now, granted, we have the internet these days and we can find just about anything and everything out there. But how would we know to even go search it if we haven't been taught a smattering of different subjects or topics or being exposed to certain things that we wouldn't have been otherwise to begin with. So I don't think we all need to be walking encyclopedias, but I think that learning about certain topics or subjects helps expose us to more different aspects of life, helps us to identify our interests and carve out our future directions. And I also got to considering how this specifically relates to study and assessments in our current education system while I was thinking on this. And The article that talked about AI making formulaic exams and assessments redundant said students need to be writing in original, creative, personal, ethical and meaningful ways, not acting like robots, writing to algorithmic rules like ChatGPT. So that's one particular AI software. 
Parents need to ask schools how students are being taught to skillfully incorporate, critique, and exceed AI writing. And it does say Naplan does not test this. Now, I kind of agree with this, but I also think there's more to it. Because I think that if we consider education to be one of the ways that young people are set up to be happy and successful, contributing members of society, then I think that understanding how to deliver information in the way that it's being asked for is still a valuable skill, whether that's responding to command words in an exam or giving a client what they want in terms of a paid project at work or even creating systems to be able to run things more smoothly. Systematic ways of doing things can actually be pretty efficient sometimes. And maybe this is just one way that students can develop or practice that skill. And I think that sometimes there is value in being able to do something for yourself rather than being totally reliant on machines or computers. Now, for sure, there are things that we are really grateful that we have other machines or computers to do. But... When it relates to that part where it says critiquing and exceeding AI, how can a student critique the output of an AI system? Let's say it's a paragraph summary about a topic or that narrative about, I don't know, a boy who has wings or a persuasive speech about euthanasia. If they don't know anything about the topic for themselves or they don't have the understanding of what stylistic devices or literary techniques or structure apply to that genre, then how can they critique it? So I think there is a difference between machines taking over basic or manual tasks like you know washing machines, doing our laundry, versus us being able to distill information for ourselves or us being able to summarize a topic or being able to make decisions based on information. And I came up with a bit of an example of this as I was thinking, and it would be me and GPS directions. Because I have a terrible sense of direction. I need to go somewhere about 12 times before I remember the way for myself. And I rely way too much on Google Maps and GPS to get me anywhere. Now, I've never really had something awful happen to me, like ending up, you know, three hours north when I was supposed to be going south. I don't have a real horror story, but I am well aware that I am a perfect candidate for that to happen to me one day. (laughs) And I definitely have had smaller issues, like it takes me on some ridiculous route, which takes like 20 minutes to get somewhere that's actually five minutes away. I've definitely had things like that happen. And if I had some better idea about the general direction or location, I could have had a good idea before I set off if that actually looked right. And I also see this with students and calculators. So they type in something like 20 times 78 by accident instead of 20 plus 78, and they don't bat an eyelid when they're writing out some crazy huge number that isn't just 98. Or getting more specific, it might be something like having knowledge of a topic. Let's say they're finding an angle inside of a triangle, and they don't know that it needs to be less than 180 degrees because 180 degrees is the sum of all angles inside the triangle. And so therefore, they can't make a ballpark prediction. They can't check for reasonableness of the answer that they get. Now, this, of course, doesn't mean that I am against technology or calculators or AI. They definitely present huge opportunities. And AI is definitely looking like it's becoming a bigger and more significant part of life, especially for teens and their futures. So I agree that we need to teach students how to, as the article said, skillfully incorporate critique and, yes, exceed AI writing just 
just like they've learned to use calculators and laptops and software and programs and goodness knows what else that they know that I do not know <laughs> how to use. But I don't think it means that we should just be dropping everything else. I think it means we adapt in terms of how we set tasks, what we are asking students to do or produce and how to do it, not just in terms of assessment, but also in terms of how they learn along the way. But I don't see those things changing in a significant way anytime soon. Now, who knows, in a year or two, because things are moving fast in the world of technology, I might be recording part two to this episode. (laughs) And as we see how things develop, or I realize that I've been totally ignorant or wrong about certain things and change my mind, there may be an update. But these are simply my thoughts right now. So I'd like to hear your feedback. Please feel free to send in an email. I hope you have a brilliant week ahead and I will meet you back here next week. Take care. Bye-bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.